hour two of the WRSU crew. Jake Schmid, Christian Vasquez, Ronnie Walenta, and Kaior Palan. And I, we have so much news to get into with and the NFL, and there's a lot happening there. And let's unpack some stuff before we dive into the schedule quickly. Um, first off, uh, the CLC Ducks will get Jamal Adams back. Carson and Hyde are out. Um, and Michael Thomas will make his return uh, in the Saints. For To the Saints, he will be back uh, as a receiver for the Saints who will be facing the Buccaneers on Sunday night football. Uh, Breeze was held back in practice, but he's going to be he's, – he's back. Uh, what, do we, what do we think of all this stuff so far? Can I backtrack a little, uh, little bit just to last night? Yeah, yeah, about the Packers. Oh, I completely yeah, forgot there was a they game. They completely destroyed the Niners, okay? But I put a live game bet on that game. What did you do? It was the game being under 50 points – and Packers minus five and a half, right? I was comfortable the whole game. I was like, okay, it's easy money. Packers are blowing them out. Niners aren't scoring at all. No, and they weren't. Come, come, come to the last about three minutes. Niner or Packers give up a forty-yard touchdown, and I'm like, okay, whatever. There's a minute and thirty seconds left. Um, or I was, it was like two minutes and thirty seconds left, and I was like, all right, Packers are probably just gonna run it out. They put in their backup running back. They put in the entire backup offense, right? Quarterback, offensive line, running backs against the starting defensive team of the Niners. And they go three and out. They punt the ball away. I was like, okay, a little concerned here. Keep in mind, when they scored the the final, their total score after their first garbage time touchdown ended up being, I think it was 44 was the total. Yep. Okay, because I think it was like 34-10 or something like that. Okay. Yeah, 34-10. And then the drive starts. They get the ball back, right? They're just marching down the field, marching down the field. They score another touchdown that puts them to 51 with four seconds left on the clock, and I lose the bet. <laughs> oh, Kaior, you had a, a betting woe. I feel like you always have this with NFL. You have more success with uh, football. I should just yeah go to the real football right yeah but, yeah you you, you yeah, really was, should no, what I've, are you I've doing I've hit a few I've I've hit a few good parlays this year in uh, NFL have you um yeah hopefully one this week too but listen hey it, Packers looked unstoppable yesterday I don't know about you guys um they stopped the run game finally and they got to win obviously when like they gave two garbage time touchdowns but that's when Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing but Devontae Adams looks disgustingly nice um yeah. I, I refer to him as a modern-day Megatron. I don't know about you guys. But... I thought Megatron was like DK Metcalf comparisons. Yeah. There's more, or what's that? A lot of people compare, like, Devontae to, like, Ocho Cinco in terms of route running. I see that. No, no, no. No, in Come terms on, of route running. Don't put him on that level. Devontae's on his own Not level. hands. Not hands. Route running is crazy with Devontae. He's one of the best route runners I've ever yeah. seen. Oh, yeah. I saw Ocho Cinco cried one time when he was watching, <laughs> when he saw Devontae route running, which, as a Packers <laughs> Did he fan, really? I could shed oh, my gosh. <laughs> Seeing that his one his first catch on that one touchdown in the beginning was out of this world switching his body and then just getting his elbow in for the touchdown and then there was a catch yesterday that he made where he got his he had he caught it with one hand and then his other hand was he got his whole glove taken yeah off. crazy was, crazy the defender was holding his other hand and Aaron Rodgers put it in the only spot that only Devonte Adams could get it and I was so shocked it was a fourth and two anyways so they had to get the first down or else they turned the ball over yeah what a deal only rogers <laughs> can really insane. make those throws 
There's a, yeah. barely any quarterbacks you can really see that that's where you got to put it. But I love Aaron Rodgers just tearing up the defense. Um, oh, yeah. In, in these games, because like everybody goes in there with the notion like, oh, OK, Aaron Rodgers is going to score like a touchdown and then Aaron Jones is going to carry him. Right. Um, Aaron Jones did pretty well last night, but I think just I mean, Aaron Rodgers is throwing to receivers that were wide open. So I don't yeah, know. It was just a crazy game. But Valdez sorry, was wide open. Yeah, that that was also right before the half. Yeah, um, yeah, it was interesting so, to see. Rodgers threw 305 yards, only was only six incompletes, four touchdowns. Like Christian, were you like jumping up and down? Like the 49ers, <laughs> like they haven't. The 49ers have not lived up to the hype because all the injuries there with Garoppolo, yeah, George so Kittle. They're four and five. They're one and four in and uh, at Levi Stadium. Yeah, happy to see a win after last week. It was obviously a defensive game before since last show we've had two Packers games so we have a lot more to talk about but since last since last show they're one and one we saw them lose to the Vikings which is a really close game we saw the defenses do terrible against the run in that game giving Dalvin Cook four touchdowns in that game and then in this game we saw them the defense do a little bit better Jair did go out with a concussion so you know he has some time until next Sunday to get that all worked out everything like that and then we managed to get two people on the COVID list Somehow, one of our who who was on that it list? It was uh Chris uh, Chris uh forget his last name the oh it's Chris Barnes one of our linebackers and then Jordan Love managed to get Corona yeah and, and they That's were all on the field yesterday so we'll see how that affects the rest of the Packers team but yeah I was pretty happy with the squad last night offense has looking good he's getting the other receivers actually look good yesterday and we're getting Lazard back so it's looking. Nice sort of offense. You just need the defense to start to play well against big teams. We need them to play well, and that can't be our liability to go far into the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. If you can, just let them know next time. Just hold it under 50 points when oh, I bet on them. I'll give Aaron um, Rodgers a call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go thanks. tell Rodgers and Matt LaFleur. Um, we'll, you know, so Sunday is going to be interesting. A lot of interesting NFL games uh, happening. I want to start, though, with a matchup that I've been very I've been looking at a while. It's the Ravens and the Colts at one o'clock. The Ravens and Colts both five and two, both undefeated. Uh, when the Ravens are away, they're three. and zero. the Colts, when they're home, are three and oh, Philip mm-hmm. Rivers against Lamar Jackson. Jackson, the leading rusher with 411 yards with the Ravens. The line is even over under at 48 from some sites. I'm seeing the Ravens. They lost by four to Pittsburgh at home last week, but before that, they were on a three-game winning streak. I think this is one of the best games of the week. It is really close game in terms of stats-wise. Both offenses have been playing well. Indy has been playing well the past couple of weeks, so it's definitely going to be a shootout in this game, and I definitely one of those games that I'm going to be looking at closely. What would you say would be a score prediction, Christian? Because if you look at the Indianapolis Colts with Phillip Rivers and what he's done, they, they're going to come into this game on the two-game winning streak. They beat the Bengals only by four, though, and then they beat the Lions by 20, 41-21 last week, and Rivers has got a QBR of uh, under 70 right now. Yeah, I'm th- it's a close spread to the Baltimore's favorite by one and a half. I think we could see Baltimore win by one score, mainly a field goal, so like 24-21 I think a game could be. Ronnie, what do you think about this game? This is a very intriguing matchup. Have we lost well, Ronnie? I think we may have. Oh, my bad. I, my bad. I'm back. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what do you think of this matchup? <laughs> um, all right. So, 
for me, the Baltimore Ravens, um, it, it's always a question of whether or not they're going to get ahead early. Uh, the running game plays when you're ahead early. I, I think I've said this probably every every week with the Baltimore Ravens. I thought the Steelers would win last week because I didn't think that the Ravens would get in front early. Here, I think there's potential for the Ravens to get in front. And I think if the Ravens score early on a good Colts defense, uh, I think they run away with this. I, I don't like the Colts offense at all. I think their defense is absolutely the biggest part of their their team. Um, and I think that it's all going to come down to whether or not the Ravens are able to score on the Colts, because I don't think the Colts are going to score very much on the Ravens. So I think on on that side of the ball, if the Ravens are able to score and able to get back on track, uh, and it looked decent, the offense looked okay last week against the Steelers. They had a chance to win that game. Um, I think the Ravens win this game, uh, and I'm I. I, I Ronnie, you cut in and out over there. Are you there? This is audio, a little yeah. technical difficult. Oh, you're still there. Uh, what were you Can saying? You hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd I cut out? Sorry. You were talking about the the Ravens, you know, offensively, the defensive matchup for the Ravens and the Colts. Yeah, I mean, for me, again, the the Ravens defense, or sorry, the Ravens offense against the Colts defense is the matchup to look at. Um, and I think that again, if the Ravens are able to get ahead early, they're going to blow up the Colts. All I think that. Uh, I don't. For me, the line's minus one for the Colts, so it's it's pretty much even. And I think I'm going to take the points with the Ravens. I'm going to trust their offense and Lamar to get ahead early and use that running game to just kind of, uh, you know, take the clock and, and uh, you know win this game overall. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interest, interesting matchup. I think that the Ravens are going to win on the road. Um, I think it's going to be close, though. I think it's going to be – I could probably go to, like, a game-deciding field goal or overtime, but I don't know if it'll be decided on touchdown, though. It uh, it, we'll, we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, K.O.R., did you give your pick? I don't think so, but I think this – so this line originally, I believe, started at minus 2.5 for um, the Ravens and then moved to minus 1.5. So I took them with the minus two. Actually, it opened at plus Baltimore. Wow. Plus one. And then now, right now it's at even, which is very interesting. So what's your um, expertise right now? What do you think? Take the Ravens. Coming off of a bad week, they're ready to fight back. They're, that's one of the best teams in the nation. So, um, And the Cowboys, or not the Cowboys, the Colts have been struggling. Philip Rivers is going to go up against a pretty um, – Stellar defense against the Ravens. I think Yannick Ngakwe is going to be playing this week as well. So should be pretty good defensively for the Ravens. And I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be able to take the leap to take um, that starting role against Gus Edwards. I believe Mark Ingram is out for this game. So he is should be um, interesting. Yeah, he is. Uh, let's switch over to a game that Ronnie touched on a little bit. The Giants and the Washington football team. Giants 0-4 on the road. Washington 2-2 at home. We all know what happened on Monday night. It was not fun um, for us three. Me, Ronnie, Kaor went run uh, with uh, that, that failed two-point conversion attempt. Um, yep. But Washington comes into this one having beat Dallas. They trounced the Cowboys 25-3. to but then after the Giants, the Washington is at Detroit hosting the Bengals, and then they're at Dallas before they play the Steelers. So it's a little bit of an easier schedule. Terry McLaurin has been playing well. He's now their new captain. I don't know if you guys saw earlier this week, which is great for him. He he really, two touchdowns on the year, 577 yards for 43 uh, catches. He's been playing very well. 
The line is Washington by two and a half. The Giants definitely cover that. And I think the Giants can win this one because this seems to be the only team I think the Giants have a, could beat and could actually, like, don't come back from. They can actually maintain a lead over. Yeah, it seems to be one of is the NFC East the only teams that you see a lot of these teams in that division winning against would be only the teams in their division. Everyone else outside exactly. is a, it's a doubt. But they played pretty decently against the Tampa Bay. No one expected them to even come close to that before they got into that two-point conversion, which was very unfortunate at the end of that game, which I was watching that as well. But I think Washington will win this one, but it's going to be a close game. I think maybe by a field goal, like I said before. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, you go KR already. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Okay, so the only win that the Giants have is against the Washington football team. So yep. now they're dogs against them, which makes no sense. They're coming off of a, a very unpredictable Monday night game. Nobody probably saw that coming. They probably saw the Bucks win by double digits. Um, so I just don't get the logic behind the Bucks. But listen, um, I'll take – there's no bias here. But just logistically speaking, yes, the Giants are hurt. Yes, they haven't had the best season. But I do think if they can contain Antonio Gibson, the Washington football team running back who's been getting um, you know, hotter every week in terms of his production, um, I think they can pull this out. And the the only issue I have is though if that is that if the Giants get destroyed, um and we can't put any points up on the board. I start to question what we're going to do with our top five draft pick. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Christian? Yeah, definitely. I could see them just trying to... This is the one game that they would win. They seem to have their number in the first game, but I still think Washington gets over them by a field goal. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um. Seahawks-Bills is a very good matchup at 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Also, Seahawks are 6-1 and one on the year. The Bills are 6-2. and two. Bills come to this matchup having narrowly defeated the Pats uh, by three, but they're going to be without center Mitch Morse and linebacker Matt Milano. Um, they're out, so those are two starters, In arguably they're facing a very tough Seahawks team, very good Seahawks defense who has um, a lot of good players returning. Uh, Jamal Adams is going to be returning as well. Uh, Josh Allen's been playing very well. Um, sol- slow- it's going to be a matchup, I think, of potential MVP candidates. And uh, uh, Russell Wilson, who's been making the case, he has never won the MVP in his career. But he's, he's never gotten a vote. Exactly. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head, Christian. And he's he's playing like he is the MVP. 26 touchdowns, over 2,100 yards. Already in this matchup uh, against the Bills in Week 9, I think it's this is close. This is another close game. Seahawks favored by three on the road. That's a good line, but I I mean they definitely cover it. But I think because it's in Buffalo, and I think the Bills are they're playing well. They last lost to the Chiefs and the Titans. The Titans was their last biggest loss. They only have two losses on the year anyway, and those are back to back. But I I think that they can win this matchup. But I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson pulls off a huge comeback and they turn it around. Yeah, same here. I think the Bills definitely could win this game, but the Seahawks, their offense is just so electric, and they score so many points per game. They probably have, let me see the average here. I think it's it's well over, yeah, first in the league at 34.3 points per game. So that offense for Seattle is definitely going to win them this game. 
But I think Buffalo definitely could put up that fight. It's going to be a one-score game. Maybe Seattle wins by seven mm -hmm. or the field goal. So I think Seattle will come out on top, but it's going to be close into the end. This is going to be a fourth-quarter game. Yeah, uh, give me give me Seattle the entire way. I think I I don't think this is actually going to be particularly close. I think Wh on paper why? this is a great game. Why don't you? I just love that offense, man. And I think getting uh, Jamal Adams back is huge for the defense. I also think that Carlos Dunlap, uh, if he does play, I, that's a big add for the defense as well. Is he? Um, he's I hurt, that, right? I was. I thought he was back. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Let Let's see. Um, way, let's see. Oh wait, no, no, no. He he's he is with the yeah. He's he is gonna play from Cincinnati. Yeah, um, I, I think he is gonna play. Or, or, and and look, I mean, yeah, yeah, because he had he, the coronavirus protocol, so he's able to practice right. um, with his team like earlier this week. I, it's a it's a quick turnaround for him. So, so yeah, you're right. I mean, and look, also I think Matt Milano's huge um, for the Bills. I do kind of think that that'll be offset a little bit because. Uh, the the Seahawks uh, they they're gonna start DJ Dallas because of the two there's two two starting running backs being out, but I think in the end this is an air game. I think this is Russell Wilson just attacking that 100%. defense that hasn't looked as good. And uh, I mean I'm not saying it's gonna be a blowout, but I I could see it being a you know a two touchdown. I mean well, it could be a one touchdown game. I'd say it's somewhere in between there. I think i don't think it'll be particularly close i don't think we'll be like oh you know the the bills are you know marching down the field having a chance to win however seattle does seem to play in a lot of those games so i could be completely wrong but i think at, at the end of the day the seahawks are the better team i think their defense is getting better um and i mean russell wilson is the mvp i mean he's just been unbelievable this year and uh i am a little biased i have him in fantasy but uh I, he's just unbelievable this year yeah, I'm going to uh, stick with Ronnie on this one, taking the Seahawks all the way. Um, Carlos Dunlap is coming on that defensive line as well, putting more pressure on Josh Allen. Been very inconsistent the last couple of weeks. The Bills almost lost against uh, the Cam Newton and the Pats last week, unless, uh, but I think he fumbled and kind of blew the game away. But I don't think that's going to be the case when you give, let's say even if it is a close game, I think, Russell Wilson goes out there and closes it. Um, he's going to put a statement on it by probably winning by a touchdown, like Ronnie said. So give me the spread. Give me the money line. I would hammer this all day. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Another good matchup. There's a lot of matchups that have the same records, basically. Chicago Bears and the Titans at 1 o'clock. Bears are 5-3. and three. Titans are 5-2. and two. The Titans lost to the Bengals by 11 uh, last week. Um, Jadavion Clowney is questionable Tyree Smith a knee injury Tyree Smith with a shoulder injury those are huge holes to fill if Clowney and and Tyree are out um the Bears coming to this one they lost the Saints by three they almost won that game the Bears have surprised me I know Christian you don't like the Bears Packers mm -hmm. are playing the Bears after Thanksgiving on Sunday night that's a big game later but after the Titans the Bears have the Vikings and then they have that big Packers game this is a big game for the Bears because they don't want to be one of those teams that's going to be trying to claw their way into the playoffs on like the on week 17 or week 18 if that happens. I mean, Tennessee by six and a half, I think I take Tennessee in this one, but the Bears are going to put up a fight because they have one of the best. They have a really elite defense, and Khalil Mack is a stud. Yeah, for sure. I think Tennessee wins this, but it's going to be a close game due to Chicago's defense being really strong, and they're going to give 
the offense of Tennessee a fight in this game, but it's really up to how Chicago's offense plays. Uh, Nick Foles hasn't been performing as they want him to be, and a lot of people still think that Trubisky should be put in. They took him out and sent him when they were 3-0, and and now they've lost a couple games. See how it would work maybe with Trubisky, but I still think they're a good team. The Bears hate to say it, but but I still think Tennessee wins this game by a score. I still don't understand why the Bears took out Mitch Trubisky when he was winning. Um, I think it's starting to kind of bite them. What do you and mean? I'm gonna take. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like it's trying to it's trying to bite them. It, they haven't won a game since they took him out. How long ago was that? Trubisky when, was three and zero when they took him out. What about Foles? Like I guess that's four and uh, two and two. Oh, two and oh, right, right, right. Oh, he's two. Oh, okay, okay. First, for some reason, I thought um, they were four and zero, and I think they won one game with Foles. But regardless, I think some of them have been much closer losses than Trubisky, and they're contemplating on putting him back as well. So if the Titans do, um, you know, they are favored by a touchdown. So if they do get that early lead, I see them holding on to it. Um, I just think Derrick Henry's having a fantastic season and he's providing a lot for these Titans. Um, so I, I'm probably more interested in seeing if Mitch Trubisky enters for Nick Foles if the Bears are struggling. I am going to take the Titans on this one, uh, but I'll be keeping an eye on that one. And thanks for the correction, guys. Ronnie, what about you? Yeah, I, I have two points. Um, so I think I'm almost positive uh, they ruled Mitch Trubisky out this week. Uh, Matt Nagy said that he is not expected to be placed on the injured reserve, but that he's not going to play. Um, so I think that would contribute. Obviously, he won't be playing this week. Um, the other there thing, Kaori, I mean, you you mentioned it. I mean, with with Nick Foles, I think Nick Foles is a better quarterback. I think the problem has been that offensive line, and I think Trubisky's more mobile. Um, so I think the, the reason that Nick Foles is not performing as well is, one, uh, Nagy's not really giving him the keys to the offense. He's still kind of, you know, playing it under his own uh, playbook. I don't know if it's necessarily geared towards a player like Nick Foles. And I also think that that offensive line is not very good. I, I think that they're having trouble protecting Nick Foles, who doesn't run a whole lot. So I think uh, I agree. I would agree with you that, like, at some point, I think just Mitch Trubisky is better geared towards this offense, uh, and they were winning with him. So, you know, but in terms of the game, I, I do think that the Titans will win. I kind of like the line. By, by a touchdown, I'd take the Titans. And uh, it will be interesting to see what the, uh, the Bears' defensive line can do against Derrick Henry. Uh, and how much Tannehill is going to contribute in this one. So, But I do think that the Titans will win. I think it will be a defensive game, but I, I think in the end the Titans' uh, offense is a little better than the Bears. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Christian, did you go? I forget. Yeah, I went. You did? Okay, yeah. Um, Texans and Jaguars. Um, the Texans and Jaguars, one and six. Both one and six. Texans have not run a one, a road game. You know, no Bill O'Brien. Texans... Uh, Closed their facility uh, yesterday after one of their players tested positive, and three linebackers will not be available for their game. And there was rumors of Will Fuller being traded at the deadline, but he wasn't. Um, that deal did not go through. Um, listen, I think that the Jaguars win this because the Texans are depleted. I mean, I don't even this game. Do you guys think this game will still happen? Because they got to close the facility on Thursday. Hmm. It is one of those things where it's a one o'clock game, so it's gonna be close to see whether they play it or not. 
I haven't heard like necessarily that they're thinking about move. Maybe they'll move it throughout the day. Right. I think they'll still be able to play this game, but with the losses that Houston has, I think Jacksonville will win this. But it's gonna be close because both teams are just not doing good at all this year. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You go, Cameron. You're good. All right. Um, I, I'm actually going to go with the Texans on this one. Um, they have no linebackers, but Jacksonville has no quarterback. Uh, Gordon Minshew is exactly. that for this Sunday. So um, I do think Deshaun Watson is going to do enough to kind of go down there and score. And then it comes down to J.J. Watt and that defensive line to make sure that um, they put enough pressure on – I don't even know who's filling in for Gardner Minshew, but they're struggling in Jacksonville. And I think the Texans are just a little bit better off uh, especially considering that they have no more Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I, I, I actually very much agree uh, with uh, K.O.R. on this one. I, I, I think that it, it does come down to the fact that Deshaun Watson's still such a good quarterback. It stinks that he's kind of stuck down there in, t- in, in Houston where they're really, I don't know, just they've taken a step back, obviously. Uh, the trade of DeAndre Hopkins, uh, just a joke, and Bill O'Brien, uh, you know, should have been fired, and he was. So, um, but without Gardner Minshew, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't see a whole lot for the Jags here. I think, I don't know. Maybe you run it a lot with James Robinson. I mean, I think the line's decent. I, I would take the Texans minus seven. Um, just because I think that that offense is still decent for uh, for Houston. But, again, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be actually watching this game. It's, it's, it's a pretty bad game anyway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Agree with you there on that one. Panthers-Chiefs is the last 1 o'clock game for Sunday. Panthers 3-5, and Chiefs 7-1. Chiefs favored by 10.5. This should be an easy win for the Chiefs, but it could be a trap game as well. The Panthers, you know, they lost to the Falcons. They're on a three-game losing skid, but they did beat the Cardinals all the way back in Week 4. So I I, I don't know. I... I feel like this could go. I feel like this could be a trap game. Um, and Christian McCaffrey will be returning um, uh, after he was placed on the injured reserve for the first time since week two. Or he, they took him off. He'll play for the first time since week two. Um, he's practiced well. Uh, he wants to go, is what Matt Rule, the head coach, has been saying. But they will be missing their left tackle. He's doubtful. Russell uh, Okung and their safety slash linebacker Jeremy Chin is questionable with a knee injury. So those are some ailments that the Panthers have to deal with. But I think it's it's going to be good. It's great to see Christian McCaffrey back out there. Uh, it's great that he didn't have a season-ending injury uh, like Saquon Barkley for the Giants. But I, I think this could be a trap game for the Chiefs. But I think the Panthers cover, but I think the Chiefs win. Yeah, same here. I think the Panthers cover Chiefs win. It's one of those games the Chiefs can't take this lightly because the Panthers, exactly. with McCaffrey coming back, they could put up some numbers against them. And the Chiefs definitely have to take this game seriously. They're, they're one of the most electric teams. They can definitely put up numbers against them if they really needed to come back in this game. But I still think Chiefs win, but take the game seriously for sure. Who's up next? You can go, Ronnie, I guess. Okay, yeah, I, I like what you both have said. I mean, I like the fact that, uh, Shmeed, you mentioned it. I, th- I do think it's a trap game. I think uh, you look on paper, the Carolina Panthers still kind of rebuilding, but the one thing that you got to give them, I, I kind of relate them a little bit to the Giants, but a better version of the Giants. They, yeah. They, they're, they're a team that has won some games, and they're kind of always in it. So 
I do agree. I think they'll cover. Um, I mean, I, I'd be hard pressed to bet against the Chiefs here, but I would I would definitely take the uh, the Panthers to cover and the Chiefs to win, uh, just as you guys have both mentioned. Yeah, I it it does seem like a trap game to me, but I just keep telling myself that it's the Chiefs and they're essentially unstoppable. They've been you know, this team that can kind of just score two touchdowns and two drives. So I'm looking to see how the Panthers do specifically with Christian McCaffrey back in the offense and how to do how they do on that first drive. Um, do they do well enough to get past that defense who's been able to keep everybody else in contain? Um, but I, I would say, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs to win. Um, I'll take the Panthers to cover the 10. But if I were to take a spread on the Chiefs, I would probably take them to win by a touchdown and not 10. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that happening too. Um, four o'clock, there's a lot of interesting matchups. Let's start with this one. The Dolphins and the Cardinals. Dolphins at Arizona. Dolphins four and three. Arizona five and two. Dolphins are second in the AFC East after the Bills. They beat the Rams 28 to 17 last week after shutting out the Jets. Uh, after the Cardinals are going to face the Chargers and the Broncos, uh, Tua Tagovailoa will be ha- facing Kyler Murray, the freshman versus the sophomore in the NFL. Uh, Tua, you know, he had a good first game. He, But uh, Dolphins running back Matt Breida has been ruled out with a hamstring injury, so that is going to hurt them uh, in this in that game. Uh, you're going to have to use DeAndre Washington. Devontae Parker is going to have to step up for them. But I think that Miami has a chance in this game. I, I really think they do, but... At the same time, Arizona, I really like the connection with uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray. I mean, uh, that they won against Seattle uh, in their last recent game. Uh, Murray had three touchdowns in that game, and he almost outperformed Russell Wilson. Uh, and that was a really close game. So I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. I'm going to be bold, but mm. I think the card. I think it covers. It's going to be a really interesting game, and the line is fair at four and a half. Yeah, I think. Cardinals in this game, I'll go opposite of Schmid just because I think Cardinals are the better overall team. The offense, I think, is better. But last week when we saw Tua play, we obviously saw that they beat a formidable team in the Rams. But Tua had 93 yards overall, one touchdown in that game, an overall rating of 80.3. But the defense was really the key exactly. in Miami in that game. So that was really – so you saw the team overall play – very well, but Tua had like a low kind of lackluster game, so he needs to have a much better game if they want to win this game against the Cardinals. That's why I think Cardinals will win this game. Yeah, um, I, I kind of this is tough because I think this is a really fun game. Uh, I, I think, um, my everything in my head is telling me to go Cardinals, but there's just something that like there's something about Tua and having a great game against another really good young quarterback that I can see here. And I think that's why the line is kind of close. I mean, again, on paper, I think you would, you would pick the Cardinals. They looked great against the, uh, the Seahawks. I don't love their defense. I think Buda Baker is great, but um, I don't know. I I'm going to, I'm going to also go with the dolphins just because I'm going to bet on Tua here. I think this is his real breakout game. I like his accuracy. Um, and I, I, I really like Brian Flores. So I think, I, I think that team will find a way um, but I could also see it going the other way. I think there's one of two ways it could go. I, I think it could be a really close game that the Dolphins are able to grind out, or I think it could even be a, a Cardinals blowout. So I, I, I don't know. It, I'm going to go with the Dolphins, and I'm going to 
guess uh, and hope for an exciting game. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting game for sure, but I'm actually going to take the minus four and a half for the Cardinals. Um, and the number one reason being the Dolphins are banged up at running back. They don't have their starting running back, Miles My- Gaskin. They don't have their backup running back, uh, Matt Breida. And now they're forced to go with Jordan Howard as their starting running back, who has started in the past, but he hasn't gotten that many reps um, this year. And on the other side, you have the DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray combo. So if the Dolphins were to win or at least get the cover, I think it would be because of Tua. Uh, they don't have a running back, so he's going to be he's gonna have to do a lot more than he did last week to win when his defense definitely helped him out and he was able to close out the game. Um, but I will take the Cardinals on this one. I do think they're a better organized team than the Dolphins are right now, and I think they can cover that minus four and a half. Yeah, sounds good. Um. We'll do two more games before we uh, go to rapid fire, but I think the one game that a lot of people are looking for in this game in this week is Sunday night is the Saints and the Buccaneers. Another matchup of Drew Brees and Tom Brady. First week matchup, the Saints won 34 to 23 against the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers beat the Giants 25 to 23. We know about that, but the Buccaneers have also lost to the Bears by one. They need to beat the Saints. In this game, the Saints are a one win behind Tampa for the lead in the NFC South. So this is a huge, promising matchup. Uh, The spread is Tampa Bay, minus four and a half. It is in Tampa Bay. Brady's thrown 20 touchdowns uh, on the year. Uh, Last week, the Saints beat the Bears by three. They beat the Panthers by three. So they've played, and they've actually, the past three weeks, they've beat everybody by three. The Bears, Panthers, and Chargers going back. And this is going to be a very challenging game. Michael Thomas is coming back. Drew Brees is also back. A little bit of some injury problems, limited in practice, but he's back. This could go either way, guys. I I really want to hear what you guys have to say about this, but I'm going to take the Buccaneers are at home. I'm going to take the Saints on the road, plus four and a half. Bucks cover. The Mm -hmm. Buccaneers are bound to lose at home at some point. Yeah, I'm thinking the Bucks in this game, but it's definitely going to be a really close game. The Drew Brees is a little banged up, but he has Michael Thomas back. That's why I'm like hesitant on picking the Bucks in this game. But I still think Bucks win. It'll be really, really close. Like we see, it. I don't think they'll cover it. I think it'll be a field goal game and come down to the fourth quarter, like a lot of games this week. We have a good line of games this week. I'm actually going to go with the Bucks on this one oh. just because they have Antonio Brown, guys. Come on. Their offense has got probably three times much better. Um, and you can't – yes, Antonio Brown has off-the-field issues, but on the field he's probably still one of the best wide receivers there is in the NFL. Um, and that defensive core, the linebacking core of the Bucks, come on, that's one of the best in the league as well. So – I think it is enough to contain, um, you know, Kamara, who's been getting a lot of the workload while Michael Thomas is out. But this is probably my game of the week. Uh, I love that it's on a Sunday night. We're going to be able to see some graphics for (laughs) Drew Brees and uh, Tom Brady, who are going to be going back and forth with that touchdown um, all-time record. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with Kaor. Uh, I, I do think that this is a Tampa Bay win. Uh, they lost against the Saints the first game of the year. I think that le- left a bad taste in their mouth, and they've really, I mean, 
again, they didn't look great against the Giants last week, but other than that, you you can't say that the, the Bucks haven't looked pro- maybe like the best team, the most complete team in the NFL. I, I, I don't really believe in the Saints. I think they're more of a pretender at this point. I think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't know. I mean, I like, I've always liked Drew Brees, but it just seems like he's getting a little older. It doesn't seem like he has that same uh, arm talent that he, he always did have. Um, they're going to rely on Kamara, but if they're behind, I don't think you can rely that much on him. So I'm going to also take the Bucks. They're also at home. Um, and I, I think I think the line maybe should be a touchdown. I think the only reason it's that close is because the Bucks didn't look great against, I, I think, a, a decent Giants defense. So I'm going to take the Bucks here. All right. All right. Sounds good. Um, last one before we go to break. Uh, Raiders Chargers. Uh, Raiders four and three, Chargers two and five. Chargers are at home. The line is even. I think the Raiders went on the road. They beat the Browns last week by ten, and they are second in the AFC West. They could be a wild card contender, guys. I like what Derek Carr's been doing. Yeah, I'm thinking that the Raiders will win this game. Carr has been playing much better. Chargers they keep losing by those close margins as well. But I think Raiders will come up in this game. Probably win by one score since the line is even on this. I think it'll be a seven-point game. So, yeah, I think Raiders come out strong in this game as well. I think so. Right now, this game spread is even. Um, It's going to probably lean a little towards the Raiders. And if it does, I'll probably take the plus points on the Chargers just because Christian said they've been losing a lot. Um, I do see the Raiders coming out with the win on this one just because they have a better run game than the Chargers do right now. Uh, the Chargers for me, man, I mean, they seem cursed. I mean, how, how do you lose that game against the Broncos last week? That's really tough. Um, I like Justin Herbert. I think he's looked great. Um, I, I think they have a lot of talent, and I think on paper you could take the Chargers here. Uh, I'm also going to go the Raiders, though. I like what John Gruden has been able to do. Um, I'm hoping Josh Jacobs has a big game. Uh, I think, again, Derek Carr has also looked very good. So I'm going to take the more experienced team, the more experienced quarterback. Um, and I just, I don't know. I don't trust the chargers at the end of games. They're, they're kind of similar to the Atlanta Falcons for me. Yeah. 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 It it sounds good. We will definitely. Final couple or so minutes here on the WRSU crew, Jake Schmid, Ronnie Walenta, and Christian Vasquez. And guys, we got some big news that came out today uh, regards to the seating indoor capacity for the Rutgers Athletic Center, the RAC. Uh, Rutgers University announced today that all events at Rutgers, all Rutgers Athletics indoor competition venues the rack included uh, will operate in accordance with current restrictions on indoor ga- gatherings. Murphy's executive order uh, has said that the number is indoor collegiate sports is limited to 25%, no more than 25 individuals. Um, the coaches, trainers, athletes, and ne- necessary individuals are not included in the 25-person limit, um, but the limit cannot exceed 150. There will not be uh, fans, however, uh, eligible to um, attend this game unless they are uh, close uh, family relatives of players. 
and the staff. Guys, this is a big blow for Rutgers. We knew this was going to happen for COVID-19, but this is a Rutgers team that has utilized the rack to its potential. 18-1 and last season in a season where they were ranked for the first time in over 25 years, and they are expect, they're expected to be in the NCAA tournament. Um, we know what happened with COVID-19, canceling all of that. What are you guys' takes on this? Yeah, it definitely sucks. I, I was looking forward to, obviously, before Corona, I was looking forward to coming back to games as a freshman because I've been to games in the past. But it definitely sucks for a team that really did play really, really well at home. So it's going to make a big difference for every team. A lot of Obviously, a lot of people have that home court advantage. And it's, with no fans, basketball is a lot of a different game. You get more amped up when you hear the fans going for you in a quiet gym and stuff like that you don't you might not shoot as well you're kind of in your head so it's gonna take a big toll on the team but hopefully that doesn't change what Rutgers has been doing in the offseason to make this team just as strong as they were last year if not stronger I I would say I'm just bummed out it's my last year here at Rutgers I wanted to you know be one of those few lucky fans who got to be in the rack with this new team but like Christian said, all I can hope for is that team is well enough to for me to be proud of, even when I, even when I'm watching them on TV. And hopefully, when everything goes back to normal, I can be one of those alumni who comes back and watches from the rack. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely um, hard to come by, especially if you're a, you know, you're a Rutgers fan. Um, we'll see what happens. They're projected to have a good. Uh, good season but that will just about wrap us up here for the friday crew jake schmid ronnie walenta christian vasquez and kaor polan have a good weekend